Hey, what's up, family? It's Coach Josh. In this video, I'm going to teach you how to fight your battle. Before we do, let me make sure you guys understand and let you guys know that you can download the worksheets of this video. I'll go ahead and post a link in the chat box here. The link to the description um, for the worksheet of this video is in the description box below for those who watch later. Those who watching live is in a live feed. And we also have um, a lot of questions that I do believe will help you guys really understand what your battles are, which battles God is supposed to fight, which battles you're supposed to fight, and how to fight them. But for those who are joining me for the very first time, my name is Josh Rezzi, also known as Coach Josh, and my goal is to help make sense of life and to help you grow holistically for God's optimism. And after watching this, if you're like, man, I like that guy's vibe, go ahead and subscribe because I would love to be a coach here online. But for those who's been rocking me for a long time, you've been a viewer or a listener, I want to say thank you all so much for trusting what God has entrusted to me. And I pray it continues to be treasured. But let's get right into some scriptures that will give us a clear picture of how we're supposed to fight these battles that we face day to day. The first verse that I want to kind of go over is Exodus 14, 14. It says, the Lord will fight for you. I love that. The Lord will. I love the word Lord. Lordship means the one in complete control, the one responsible for. It says the Lord will fight for you. See, a lot of people, they're okay with God being their savior. They're okay with Jesus being their savior, but not their Lord. And there's benefits with lordship and protection is one of them. It says the Lord will fight for you, meaning that he will go before you, make crooked paths straight and ensure that you can walk on dry ground. And you have only to be silent or still. I love that. He says the only contri uh, contribution that you can give to this fight is to be silent or still. Now, why is it important? When the Lord is fighting, a lot of us sometimes don't understand how God fights. We think that God should fight a certain kind of way. People was offended or, or disappointed um, how Jesus came in. They thought Jesus was going to uh, um, disrupt Roman rule. He, they, they thought Jesus was going to come and deliver them from Rome. But Jesus didn't come to deliver us from Rome or them from Rome. He wanted us to deliver us from our flesh as our home. He wanted. He had a different kind of picture for the fight that we face. But the reason why we should only be silenced still because sometimes our words increase the fight. Sometimes the words that we say can cause unnecessary battles. How many of us have created unnecessary battles through our babble, through our words, through our, our, through our contributions um, vocally? And God is saying, hey, just be silent. Don't contribute to what I'm doing and just be still. Sometimes we're just so busy that we want to go in and help God with the fight. But he says, I will fight for you. There's something about him being our Lord that really Relinquishes our, our need to contribute physically into certain fights. And we're going to talk about those. It says the Lord will fight for you and you have only to be silent still. Second Chronicles 20, 17, real quick says you will not need to fight in this battle. Stand firm, hold your position and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf. God is fighting on your behalf. And all you got to do is stand still and see the salvation. It continues, says, oh, Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid and do not be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out against him and the Lord will be with you. There are certain fights that, that he's going to be with. Some fights he's going to uh, fight in a swift and some fights he will be with. Right. And those those moments where we know that if God tells us to go out in tomorrow and to go against and go and possess and to go to have dominion, he will be with us. Isaiah 54, 17. I love this verse. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. There are certain weapons that are forming right now against you. 
but they will not prosper. The Lord loves weapons to form. He loves when the enemy thinks that he can um, cause you to lose uh, in a battle. But he says, uh, do not be afraid. All right. It says, oh, no, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Right now, some of you all are in battles where your where your employer is forming weapons, where your uh, ex is forming weapons, where your friends who are Judas's are forming weapons. They are forming weapons, but they will not prosper. It says uh, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. That's powerful that that even words which are being formed as weapons would not have no power over us. And I love this part it says this is the heritage, the inheritance, the heritage, the nature, the status, the characteristics of the servants of the Lord. If I serve the Lord, he will serve me in battle. Right. And their righteousness is from me, says again. The Lord. Uh, Deuteronomy 24 says, For the Lord your God is he who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to give you the victory. God's goal is to give you victory in every area of your life. Psalms 34 17 says, When the righteous cry for help, there's going to be some battles where you're like, I don't know how to help myself. And it says right here, when the righteous cry, the imputed righteous of Jesus, those who welcome the imputed righteous of Jesus, meaning the, the, the sin that we placed on, the, on him on the cross, he gave us transformed, uh, not transformed, but transitioned it into us so that we can now be blameless before the father. Right. And that righteousness is from our position because I'm righteous because of what Jesus did for me. I can cry out for help. The whole the, one of the main purposes of Jesus. Jesus dying for our sins and dying for us is to give us access. And here goes that word again. The Lord hears and delivers him out of all, not some, not most, not if not any of those things, but all of their troubles. Romans 831 says, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against? That's a mindset that that who is this in front of me? <laughs> what then shall we say to these things? What shall you say to the plots and schemes being developed against you? What shall you say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Listen, me and God versus a billion people. I'm still up by a trillion. Right. And that's the beauty of of of, of his lordship and him being with us. Deuteronomy 3.22 says you should not fear them. You should not fear them. Why are we even afraid? You should not fear them for it is the Lord. In other words, Lord, your God who fights for you. When you know that God is fighting for you at that negotiating table, fighting for you at that marriage table, fighting for you, fighting for you, fighting for you, you will have no fear of them. Proverbs 21, 31 says, the horse is made ready for the day of battle. Psalms 27 says some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord. You can't trust in, in, in any other weaponry. You can't trust in any other uh, avenue. The only person you can really trust in is the Lord. Even though those things are made for battle, the battle is the Lord's. Uh, it says, but we trust in the name of the Lord, our God, but the victory belongs to the Lord. The victory already belongs to him. Right. Joshua 1 5. And I love this because, of course, it's my name. But this is God. Um, God talking to Josh says no man should be able to stand before you all the days of your life. That is part of us, too. No man, no woman should be able to stand against you before all the days of life. That's something that we have to believe in. It says just as I was with Moses. 
Joshua was encouraged by this. So will I be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. God is faithful to his word. He is faithful to us. Now, let's get to some points. Now that we got the word, I could preach off that for days upon days. But let's get into some notes and then get you all into your worksheet so that you can learn which battles you're supposed to fight, which battles God's supposed to fight, and how you can win victory and have victory and all. Now, the question for today's video is this. Do you know how to fight your battles? And do you know how to let God fight for you? Do you know how to fight your battles, the battles we're supposed to fight? And do you know how to let God fight for you? The problem is this. Many believers are losing fights. Simple as that. Many believers are losing fights. They either have no fight or are fighting wrong, or don't know how to fight their battles. There's three problems. They either have no fight, they're just out of it. They're like, man, I have no might to fight. I have nothing left, or they're fighting wrong. They're they're using their money to try to fight their battles. They're trying to use their who they know to fight their battles. They're trying to use all these different things to fight their battles, right? Or they don't know how to fight their battles. They desire to fight. They want to fight. They, they, they want to, but don't know how to, right? And it says some are fighting battles they were never meant to fight. Some people are fighting right now, are fighting battles that they were not meant to fight. And some are losing battles they were meant to win. So many problems here. Or some people are fighting longer than they should. Some people are fighting for a relationship that should have been in. Some people are fighting for a job that should have ended. Some people are just fighting battles longer than they should. And God is not going to come and rescue from a battle that he didn't even want you to fight. Right? Now, let's talk about some definition of battles. Battles, by definition, is to fight or struggle tenaciously to achieve or resist something. A battle is a fight or struggle. Some fights are, I'm here face to face with you, fists up, ready to go, right? And some are just struggles. Some of us are battling a struggle, whether it's in our flesh or whether it's in our family or whether it's in our faith or whether it's in our finances. We are battling. We're struggling. Right. And there's 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 a lot of promise and struggle. Right. Oh, it says fight or battle or struggle tenaciously to achieve or resist something. There are certain battles sent against you demonically to resist your development, to resist your growth, to resist you. Right. Not to assist you. Right. Right now, let's talk about God battles versus our battles for time's sake. God's battles. There are four battles that only God is supposed to fight, that we're not supposed to fight, that we're not supposed to contribute to. These are the only battles. These are battles God were meant to fight for us. All those scriptures were top heavy uh, in regards to God fighting for us. And these are the four areas that we're not even supposed to lift a finger towards, that we're not even supposed to assist God in to a full degree. Number one, you were never meant to fight against your enemies. The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Right now, if you're fighting a human, you're losing. If you're fighting a human, you already lost, right? If you're fighting against flesh and blood, you're fighting wrong. Your enemies, whether demonic or human, we were never meant to battle struggle with, right? We were never meant to, to put up our hands and fight unless it's with the word of God. Now, the thing about fighting, the thing is, the goal is not to fight for victory, but to fight from victory. 
It's a different mindset. It's a different way to go. If you're fighting for victory, you're going to be tempted to use your own strength. You're going to be tempted to use your own might. But when you're fighting from victory, you don't have to lift a finger. You don't have to raise a fist. You don't have to run. You don't have to run towards or run from. All you got to do is speak the word. So our battles were never meant to struggle with the enemy and wrestle with the enemy or wrestle with the human version of the enemy. We were meant to let God fight those battles and those battles have already been won. So we have to work or fight from victory, not for victory, right? And when you're fighting from victory, knowing that you already have the victory, then you will find yourself victorious internally before it's manifested externally. See, victory already come, has already come eternally. When I know that the battle has already won in the eternal realm, then it will have to build the fight in a, in, a, in a confidence in my internal realm and then will manifest in time or in right in the present time externally. When we know that the battle has already been won from an eternal standpoint, then we can receive that battle from an internal standpoint, and then we can stand on our point externally, already know that we're victorious. So we were never meant to fight or struggle tenaciously to achieve or resist something. We're supposed to be so full of what God has said that we are that we're supposed to stand where we are and all we have to do is speak against, pray against, praise against, be grateful against, be thankful against, and then find us find that our enemies in the mist running away from us. The next battle that we were never meant to fight, wrestle with, struggle with tenaciously to achieve or resist injustices or unfairness. God goes before you and make all in crooked injustices straight. He goes for you and make all crooked unfairness straight. I don't care who's unfair to me, who's unjust to me. That's not my battle. <laughs> I don't have to tenaciously fight against an employee or an employer or, or so I'm not saying that's happened in my life right now. I'm just giving examples for some of you all that may be struggling, that you're not supposed to struggle and fight for that. That God makes those crooked paths straight. God can remove the unfair boss. Let me tell you something. If where you are is where you're supposed to be, God will remove that boss before you have a loss. You won't have to cost you. It won't even cost you. There will be no losses from you because you already know if that's where you're supposed to be, they will be removed first. Okay? So if there, no matter what the injustices that you're facing right now, no matter what the unfairness you're facing right now, God says, don't even fight that. That's my battle. And sometimes we get mad at God because the fight is going long, but God is preparing a table. And listen, listen, promotion doesn't come from the east or the west. It's come from the Lord. We have to understand this, that some battles, he's allowing them to look like they have won. He is making it look like it's impossible for you to win. He's making the whole uh, office place, making you feel that you're going to be off the place and not be there no more. And then when everybody has uh, surrounded you and everyone is now in an audience, in the theater, in the amphitheater, in the Coliseum, watching your demise, God will come with the surprise. So you don't have to worry about injustices and unfairness. You be unfair to me, that's at your own peril. Because you, listen, the enemy wants to tempt you to fight flesh and flesh because that's where you'll lose. The enemy is afraid when you tag God in. 
if I'm walking to a ring, uh, listen, I'm not, I know when to tag God in. This ain't my battle. Oh, this unfairness, uh, injustice, demonic human enemy. Hey, man, you might want all I'm going to say to you before I tag God in is that, man, you better repent. You better you better leave me alone, because when I get God in this and I go and rest in the midst, then I don't have to lift the fist. And then all of a sudden you're going to find yourself in trouble. Another battle that only God can fight that you only need to be wrestling with tenaciously to achieve or receive is plots and schemes. That goes with injustice and unfairness. People going to plot against you. People going to scheme against you. Those who scheme against you is going to scream from you. <laughs> They're going to be like, man, I wish I never set the same people that set the trap for you would be trapped in the traps that they set. So God is saying, don't you see the plot? You see the scheme? Just sit back and watch me come through the scenes and you'll begin to see how he is faithful to you. He also says you don't have to fight against ungodly systems, government, uh, uh, local, on the job, ungodly systems. You don't got to fight about that. You don't got to worry about what, what the finances of, of the country is and stuff like that. No matter what has been said against you as a black man, a white man, a yellow man, a red man, no matter what has been set up governmentally or locally, nationally, or in, in your family against you, you don't got to fight that. Now, your battles, here are four battles that you are not supposed to fight. These are the battles we fight. All right. Number one, we got to fight against our emotions. We have to fight against our emotions. I will not let this emotion lead me. I will let I would not allow these emotions to, to, to flood into my emotions. All right. You can't hear now. Can y'all hear me? Y'all let me know if y'all can still hear me. Carrie says can't hear now. Hold on. Let me make sure I get the audio. Let me know if y'all can still hear me or not hear me. Let me see if I need to switch up real quick. I can. Okay. Y'all can hear me? Let me know. Let me know so I can flow. So Vanita says she can hear me. I'm going to try to get two more people to let me know loud and clear. Okay, good. We're good to go. Yeah, yeah. Our emotions. We cannot allow our emotions to flood in our emotions, right? We got to begin to get to a place where we say, I will fight against this emotion. You will not lead me. You will not guide me. You will not confuse me. You will not have me to act unnecessarily. Right. So I got to fight these emotions. It's my responsibility um, to to fight these emotions and and nip these emotions and 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 allow these emotions to be um, subjected to the Holy Spirit. Next, we got to fight thoughts. We got to. That's our responsibility. God can't fight your emotions for you. God can't fight the way you feel. God can't fight the way you think for you. That's your battle. Your battle, your fight is to think on things that are above. And that's a fight for some. That's hard for some. And we got to say, ah, I'm going to fight against the demonic thought. I'm going to cast down this vain imagination and every thought that raises itself against knowledge of God. I will fight it. I will bring, make it captive. I will make sure. It may be a fight in the beginning, and then you will have might in the ending, right? It won't be a fight. It will just be might. It will be a spiritual might, spiritual maturity might in you, right? Another thing that we're supposed to fight is our flesh. The Bible says 
to kill the flesh. Now, don't don't look at the word fight based upon for some it's going to be a struggle where it may have to take some tenacity to achieve and resist something. Now, let me keep that going. Then that we that we have to constantly be uh, ready to fight because the enemy's still going to try to trigger certain emotions. Gonna, the enemy's going to try to get you thinking a certain kind of way. The enemy's going to try to make your flesh rise, and you got to fight it. God can't fight your flesh for you. God can't uh, deny your flesh for you. You got to press for that to achieve and resist. I got to achieve a flow of spirit. I got to achieve thinking clearly. I got to achieve feeling accurately. I got to achieve and resist the negative emotions, resist the negative thoughts, and resist the flesh being in the midst of my life. And last but not least, a battle that we're supposed to fight, trials. Not fighting trials, but uh, fight temptations, I meant. How, how can I put that? I don't think I meant to put that there. Oh, trials will become a battle for some. That there are going to be some temptations and trials that you're going to have to press through, that you're going to have to fight through, that you got to say, I'm not watching that no more. I'm not doing that anymore. And that's the fight. But the fight, the Bible says, not by might, nor, uh, it says, not, uh, uh, man, I just got to them other notes for tomorrow's video. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit. When you allow the spirit of God to lead you, then you will begin to feel, uh, um, uh, <clears throat> Uh, empowered to fight your emotions because you're fighting from victory. People are looking for victory versus fighting from victory. I have to fight from it. Now, how to fight your battles, and then we're going to talk about how to let God fight your battles. There's two things, H-O-W, how to fight your battles, and how to let God fight the battles that you were not meant to fight. Let me make sure I say hey to everybody that's in the chat right now. Sophia says, hey, hey, Josh, hope you're having a blessed day. Thank you for being a vessel for God. Uh, uh, vessel for God. Hope your family's doing all as well. Thank you so much. Daya says, this is the one I needed. I'm so glad it's right on time for you. My cousin says, wow, God's teaching. He is definitely using me right now. He gets the glory. But then it says, amen. Uh, Jayla uh, Moss says, yes. I okay. She said, I hear you. Got you loud and clear. All right. Good, 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 good. Uh, you sound fine. Okay, good, good, good. So everybody's kind of, all right, cool. All right. So Let's get right into how to fight your battles. I'll go ahead and post the worksheet in the chat right here. Make sure you go and download this worksheet so that you'll be able to position yourself to be able to fight the battles, your flesh, your thoughts, your emotions, your trials, etc. I'm pretty sure some other things that we can fight. But for time's sake, and the way the guy had me write these notes the other day, uh, we'll, we'll keep pressing. Now, how to fight your battles. How to fight your battles, the battles of emotions, the battles of thoughts, the battles of the flesh, the battles of trials and temptations, how to fight your battles, even how to fight battles that comes against you. Right. Number one, H, hold your peace. Hold your peace. Don't allow somebody who's torn to pieces to tear your peace to pieces. You got to hold your peace. When someone try you to trigger your emotion, when the enemy tries to throw a thought to trigger your thoughts, when you begin to feel something tempting your flesh, you got to hold your peace. There's going to be people that you're going to face that's going to try you. People that's going to make you feel less than you should. Think more than you should. Right. Going to make your flesh want to throw fists. Right. But you got to hold your peace. Because you got to continue to be a peacemaker. You got to still use your soft and your soft answer um, to neutralize wrath. Right. You got to hold your peace. Now, how you hold your peace? You hold your peace by understanding who's your prince of peace. 
You got to put pieces together. And what I mean by that, you got to start piecing your days together, piecing your time together, spending time with him so that you can find your place of peace. Peace is perspective. I got to get home. There's people that are going to try me, whatever, but I got to get home. I don't got time for you to disrupt my peace. It's hard to disrupt your peace when your peace is already pieced together. You got to hold your peace. I'm not going to allow you to take this peace from me. I'm not going to allow you to take this joy from me. I'm not going to allow. Number two, oh, you got to know and stand on the word of God. To hold your peace. What are the scriptures that can help you neutralize certain emotions? What does the word of God say about thoughts? What does the word of God say about your flesh? What does the word of God say about offense? What does the word of God say about unforgiveness? What does the word of God say about when triggered? All right. When 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 those things occur, when pressed upon to cause your flesh to try to fight flesh to flesh, you got to know and stand on the word of God. You got to start getting to know the word of God because this life <clears throat> is going to try you. There's going to be fights that's going to be on your front porch. There's going to be fights that you're going to have to face trials you're going to have to face with between you and your wife and you and your husband. Fights you're going to have to face <clears throat> between your children. Fights you're going to have to face in the spiritual realm. And you got to know the word. The only weapon you have against demonic spirits is the word of God. And if you don't know the word of God, then you ain't going to be able to shoot the word of God and you ain't going to have the, the, the benefits of the spoken word of God. W, how to fight your battles. You got to put on the whole armor of God. And I want to kind of show you well, uh, the whole armor of God real quickly. Um, whole armor. I thought I had this up already. Whole armor of God. Uh, we'll do this right here. Let's see if I can go ahead and pull this scripture up real quickly. Hope you guys are learning something. Share this video to all those that are in a fight right now. Um, yeah, get this, get this message out there for sure. Um, Chrome tab. All right. The whole armor of God. Here we go. <clears throat> Spend some time in labor on this just for a little bit. Let me see if I can make this, uh, hold on. Give me one second. There we go. I don't know why. Let me see if I can make it, uh, there we go. All right, you know what? Let me go ahead and um There we go. I right, it says um it says finally finally be or oh, be strong in the Lord. That's power. That's powerful. My strength comes from the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. The Lord has to be like a gem for you. You got to build in his presence. You got to use his presence to build strength. You got to utilize his presence to give you strength. Finally, be strong in the Lord. It didn't say be strong in the Savior. That's done away with. He done saved you thousands of years ago. He is not your Savior right now. He's your Lord. He saved you initially, but now you must allow him to be your Lord. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. My might is not strong enough to fight enemies. Enemy, The enemy knows exactly how to weaken the flesh. They are professionals at weakening the flesh. Therefore, I have to know where my strength comes from. My strength comes from his might, his love, his joy, his peace, his patience. Only way I can be loving is when I tap into his love. The only way I can be truly content and joy when I tap into his joy. I have to tap in to be in and to defend. You see what I'm saying? It says put on the whole armor. You cannot win in this life with partial armor. A piece of armor. It says put on. Put on means that I have to do this. 
I have to cognizantly daily put this on every single day. It says put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes, 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 plot, schemes, traps of the devil so that you may be able to stand. It didn't say to pursue. It didn't mean it didn't say to lift your hand. It didn't say that you have to fight so that you can stand. Stand and see. The standing and see is what's difficult. See, we have to stand, then see, and then there's the salvation. I have to have enough strength in my legs to stand when the wind is blowing, when the pressure's blowing, when they're calling you out your name, when they're talking about you. You got to have strength in your legs to stand, right? against the enemy so that you can see the schemes from afar and so that you can see the salvage Lord. He says, for we do not, here we go, wrestle against flesh and blood. If you're wrestling against flesh and blood, you're distracted. But against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places, principalities, right? So we're talking about the rankings of the demonic kingdom. It didn't say the rankings of government officials, the rankings of family officials. It didn't say any of that. It says invisible interdimensional beings who are trying to keep us from being who we're supposed to be. It says, therefore, take up the whole armor, take up. So that means, hey, some of us, we got to put on, take up, right? <clears throat> therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. There's a day coming that's going to be tough for some of us. All of us going to have a day that's going to be tough, but we have to withstand in that evil day so that we can still bring light to that day, so that we can still sprinkle some salt in that day, so that we can preserve and be a light to certain people's paths, right? It says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand an evil day and having done all to stand firm, stand therefore. In order to stand therefore, Right. We have to do certain things it says having fastened on the belt of truth. If I do not have truth as my foundation, how is a belt the foundation? The belt keeps things together. Truth keeps things together. Truth keeps emotions together. Truth keeps thoughts together. Truth keeps the flesh out the way. Truth keeps keeps you together holistically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, financially, physically. The truth. You got to know the truth because the truth will set you free. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father but by me. So I have to have it fastened tight. Imagine going into battle with no belt and you tripping over your pants and your shirt is coming out. You can't even grab your weapon because your shirt is covering it. You have to be fastened by truth. What is the word of God say about you as a man, as you? What is the truth about manhood? What is the truth about womanhood? What's the truth about marriage? What's the truth about business? What's the truth? I have to have it fastened. It says, stand therefore having first fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Why is it called the breastplate of righteousness? It's called the breastplate of righteousness because I can't, my heart is not perfect without the imputed righteousness of Jesus. I am nothing without his perfection. So his righteousness is what gives me right standing and then inspires and then uh, and, and not only inspires, but uh, uh, ena uh, enables me to live righteously. When I began to uh, dwell on and think on the righteousness of Jesus that was imputed on me when I didn't even deserve it. 
right? And he still served it. Now when that righteousness is there, it keeps my heart from going to the two extremes. It keeps my heart from becoming proud and it keeps my heart from being plummeting and low self-esteem. It keeps my heart at the right beat and the right pace to keep me to run this race because it's his righteousness, not mine. So now I don't have to work for God's love. I now work from God's love. Now I don't have to fight for God. Uh, I can fight not fight for victory, but now I can fight from victory because of Jesus's righteousness guarding my heart from becoming too proud or from keeping it from plummeting, keeping me focused and knowing and keeping myself in perspective. That's why it's the breastplate. It keeps my heart protected from being so easily offended or to get or keeping me from being aggressively on the offense, trying to score in life to prove to God that I'm someone. Next says verse 15, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. The gospel is a peaceful message. So it keeps me light on my feet. I can't be heavy on my feet. I got to be light on my feet. There has to be fluidity in my feet. I have to be able to move and, and peacefully move and, and navigate uh, wrathful climates and offensive climates and still be able to deliver peace. I have to have my shoes shod. That means I have to have it fastened. I have to have it gripped. There's nobody who plays basketball can play basketball well with shoes with no grip. Nobody can truly be effective in a National Football League without cleats. They you can't go out there in bowling shoes on the gridiron and expect to, to, uh, to average 100 yards a game. You're going to be slipping before you even get one yard. So I have to make sure that my shoes have grip, that I've been gripped by the peace of God <clears throat> so I can be a peacemaker on behalf of God. It says, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given that I'm ready to go. You don't got time to put on shoes. You got to have them shoes already ready, already gripped, ready to go. Now, verse 16, in all circumstances, in all circumstances, I love that. In every circumstance, in every situation, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. See, not only are there going to be darts from the enemy, there's going to be friendly fire as well. And you got to, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith. There are going to be certain circumstances where you can only, the only currency that can get you beyond your current situation is faith and believe. And verse 17, and take up the helmet of salvation. Now, why is the salvation the helmet? I got to have constantly my mind renewed on the cost. My mind has to always be understanding what I've been saved from and what I am here to help save. And my mind is always protected with the, with the, with the salvation. It's always protected what Jesus did for me, keeping me focused, keeping the main thing the main thing. It says, and take up the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, saying that the only weapon we have is the word of God. I'm not going to be able to fight my battles holistically if I don't have the whole armor of God. It says, 18, praying at all times in the spirit with all perseverance to that end. Keep alert with all perseverance. I mean, I got to stay alert. That means I got to stay prayerful, prayerful, et cetera, et cetera. Let's keep going. This is powerful. So how to fight your battle? Number one, you got to hold your peace. H, hold your peace. Next, stand and get to know, get to know and stand on the word of God. That's your only weapon, right? Last but not least, you got to put on the whole armor of God so that you can be able to withstand in the evil day. Elizabeth says, amen, being equipped and prepared. That's what we got to do. We got battles to fight. We got people to help. 
Now, how to let God fight your battles, how to let God fight your enemies, how to let God fight injustices and unfairness, how to let God fight on your behalf against plots and schemes or ungodly systems. Number one, you got to lower your pride, L. How to let L-E-T, you have to lower your pride and, and, and oh, hold on, I, was missed, I should have reread this. <clears throat> lower your pride and others. Okay, lower your pride and let go of all the other low frequency emotions. There we go. You got to lower your pride. I'm not rich enough. I'm not strong enough to fight these things. I have to lower my pride. Lower my pride. Hey, God, I'm going I'm to slide to the left. Slide to the right. Slide to the left. I'm going to slide my pride to the right or left. I don't know. I don't care what side you slide. Slide your pride and let God go in the midst of that, right? You got to lower your pride. Say, there's nothing wrong with being proud. I'm proud of my books. I'm proud of of my accomplishments, but they don't identify. See, pride becomes wrong when you allow the ID or the core of pride to be you. Pride is when I identify, ID, I identify with something as my ultimate source of worth and value. But it's nothing wrong with being proud. I'm proud of my company, but they don't identify me. They don't determine me, right? <clears throat> so I have to lower my pride and be like, hey, man, I'm not rich enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not strong enough to fight this. I'm going to let God do it. And I got to uh, uh, let go of all the other low frequency emotions. Low frequency emotions, like the top four frequency emotions that we have as human beings is enlightenment then love, then joy, and peace. That comes from secular sources, but it's biblical at its core. Number one, enlightenment. It's impossible for you to operate at a high frequency, at a high vibration, at a high level of living and being if you're not enlightened on who God is, and if you're not enlightened on who you are, and if you're not enlightened on what your purpose is. You're not going to be able to fly high like an eagle over things that uh, <clears throat> were, ne- were, were which are trying to bring you down. you got to be able to say, hey, I got to be enlightened. God, show me who you are. Show me who I am and show me what I'm supposed to do so I won't be distracted. An enlightened one is a person that cannot be distracted. Distractions are, 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 are done to people who are already one in those three areas. So that's how the highest frequency of emotion is an enlightened one. We're not talking about the devil's dark light. We're talking about the holy light of God being completely illuminated about what it is to really be uh, who God is, who you are as a child. Because if I'm not enlightened on who I am as a child of God, and if I'm not enlightened on the benefits that comes with that, if I'm not enlightened on these different things, how can I be a light in? If I'm not enlightened, how can I be a light in my marriage? How can I be a light towards my child? How can I be a light? in this school that I work at? How can I be a light in if I'm not enlightened? The second freak, high frequency of emotion is love. Once I have been enlightened on God who is love as a noun, then I will know what love is as a verb. Therefore, then it will spark greatness and gratitude, thanksgiving and praise. And the next thing I find myself at a raise, raise or risen beyond what I was in the midst of. Then is joy. Once I'm enlightened on who God is, once I'm enlightened on who I am, once I'm enlightened on my purpose, then I begin to be overwhelmed by the love of God. Then I begin to understand the love of God. And then I can be able to be the love of God and show the love of God. And then I will be even more content. Joy is another high frequency. When a person is joyful, you can't really throw them off. When a person is full of joy, you can't, there's no ploy that can deploy against them to cause them to fall. They're joy. They're content. They don't need money. They don't need all this other stuff. They may want it, but they don't need it. And right after that is peace. 
The four things people are looking for and are, that are hidden from them demonically are the top four highest levels of frequencies and that and vibrations. And I know those new age terms over here from, a, from an understanding standpoint. Those four things is what everybody's looking for. They're looking for truth. They're looking for love. They're looking for contentment and joy. And they're looking for peace. And it's all found in the Prince of Peace, who is Jesus, uh, the Christ. Okay. And those low, low level frequencies is guilt, shame, condemnation, pride, uh, uh, low frequency emotions, uh, offense. Like, like that's where the enemy wants you to be. He wants you in those low frequency emotions. You got to start rising high. E, how to let God fight your battles. E, examine the fight and take the embarrassment. <laughs> Ooh, that's a powerful point. You got to examine the fight. You got to say, is this even worth my time? People, insecure people want to make secure people insecure so they can become at their level. You don't want to be insecure. You got to be so secured in God that when somebody come, you can examine the fight and be like, is this worth my time? Is this even worth my energy? See, some of us, we, we're losing battles here because we're thinking on things that we shouldn't be thinking on. That ain't even our fight. That ain't what you're supposed to be thinking on. That ain't what you're supposed to be feeling. That ain't supposed to be what you're doing. You got to examine the fight. Is this even worth my attention? The, 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 uh, what's that word? What's that phrase? P passive aggressiveness from your employer. Passive aggressiveness from your spouse. Nah, I ain't fighting with y'all. You see what I'm saying? And then you got to take the embarrassment. You, we all have to learn how to handle embarrassment. When people call you out your name, take that embarrassment. When people do you wrong, take that embarrassment. Because those are the same people that took from your table will have to see you eat good from that table. Don't let, don't, who cares who embarrasses you? Who cares if he done showed his new girlfriend on Instagram and, and everybody knew that that was your man? Who cares if she left you for somebody with more money? Who cares if they're advertising uh, uh, something about you? I tell my kids all the time, I say, who cares who try to dirty your name? If your name is gold, dirty gold and clean gold has the same value. So the thing is, I tell people, make sure your actions are louder than what they're saying against you. And then your name will last. People talk crazy about me. People going to talk crazy about you. Take the embarrassment because soon and very soon people will begin to see your actions versus what they have articulated. And you will begin to find they will begin to see that you were not what they said. And if they're dumb enough to believe something without consulting you, let them stay dumb. Let people talk about you. Because one thing, when God brings you victory and God comes through for you, you know what happens after God comes through for you? Mouths are shut. Let people keep talking now. Because those who embarrass you now will be the ones embarrassed when God comes through for you. You got to take the embarrassment. Let them talk about your Instagram. You don't got to defend yourself. You don't got to be in the comments defending you. You don't got to come into the to this event to defend you. God will defend you. Defend. What's the word? End. Defend. At the end, you will find that you have been defended and their mouths will be shut and then, uh, then they will be suspended. They will be suspended from being able to talk about you anymore because when they talk about you, they're talking. They're, all they're going to say after God undid something for you is they used to know you. <laughs> <laughs> so take the embarrassment it only going to be short-lived but if you engage the embarrassment it shows the insecurity you got to be so secure in god gonna be like it, i tell my kids all the time and i mean when i was in elementary school and when kids be coming to me talking about he said i'm a doo-doo face i said man do you got doo-doo on your face 
Why are you crying about someone calling you do the face? And oh, they, they they talk about my mom. Is your is your mom? Your mom ain't even. You got to know the truth for yourself. So when people talk against you, talk about you, you'll be able to examine why am I allowing this embarrassment to set in? Let people talk about you. Let people talk. Let people do all that kind of stuff. And then you'll see when you got that filet mignon, you got that buttery mashed potatoes, you got them asparagus, collard greens, you got the yams. Let me talk about what's on my table. Let me tell you what the Lord is going to prepare in the present minimum is on my table. It's going to be some, um, some lamb chops. It might be even be some, some filet mignon. God may have, you know, you know, it, you know, it might be what it might even be a good burger. And I'm going to have them good mashed potatoes. God going to be like, Josh, I've been, I, I cut the potatoes for you. And maybe God ain't cut them. He probably got Michael cutting them. He probably got one of the angels cut, but the mashed potatoes, that macaroni and cheese, them candy and all them carbs for all that stuff. I took all that stuff. I, I said, I'm going to eat good. Bring the carbs, God. God, so if you want to prepare a table to present, thank you. The salmon in the comments, write down what God going to cook for you in the present enemies. Write down what's going to be on your plate. I'm going to remove everything I just said because she says salmon. I want salmon, lamb chops, lobster tails. I want some buttery shrimp. I also want me some mashed potatoes. I want me some good old green beans. I mean, I want me some what I want. Um, I don't care what season. Give me some dressing. I don't care. Thank you. I see she says stuff and I said dressing. Because when God dresses you, he'll dress your plate with some dressing. Amen. What I'm saying is, and God's going to get, I want water. I like water. But if I was to get some kind of punch, it'd be some type of peach punch. Right. And so all of that. Thank you. I want all of that. All of that. All of it. The sour, God, God ain't just going to give you what you think you wanted. God's going to give you what he know you want in the presence of your enemies. So mac and cheese, yeah, macaroni and cheese going to be on now. And them good old, what's that sweet woman name? Sweet something, honey, them bits, them um, um, rolls, them frozen. <laughs> I think her name is Sweet Jane or something. I don't know what her name. God's girl said she's going to have salmon, lamb chops, yams, collard greens, and rice. And a roll and cornbread, and don't let this be brunch. See, I don't know when, <laughs> I don't know when God gonna prepare my table. If so, if God prepares my table at brunch, I want some man. I want some chicken and waffles. If it's brunch time, I want me an omelet. I want a big stack of pancakes. Cause I don't know when God gonna prepare my table. He may prepare early in the morning and I may want some biscuits and gravy. I may want some cheese grits and you may want some sugar in your grits, but sugar in your grits, sugar in your tank. Just joking. But I make cheese grits, omelets, pancakes. If he wants to um, um, prepare my table in the presence of my enemies in the evening time, fill me up, God, till I overflow. Turkey sausage, whatever you like, pound cake, because the pig will be blessed by the Lord. If I don't care if you want pulled pork, I don't care if you Texan and you say, I want God to prepare a table with me with some pulled pork, a pulled pork barbecue sandwich and some baked beans. However you like it, God will prepare it, And you know, it's going to be the only one eating you and yours. And they have to watch you eat it. They have to watch you eat it being defeated. Oh, my God. They have to watch you eat it while being defeated. And they have to watch you eat good. Mm, 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 mm. So take the embarrassment. Take it to the chin. He took it for you. <laughs> he wasn't embarrassed when he was on the cross for you. He wasn't embarrassed when he ripped his beard off. They, they, he wasn't embarrassed when his, when his intestines were hanging out of his back. He wasn't embarrassed because he knew the end. 
Tea last, and I gotta go because that I, I done got hungry. Hey, listen, listen, and this too. Listen, and a fruit and veggie trait. God, we ain't even got to the desserts. We ain't even get to the desserts. Pound cake. I'm talking about that 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 ring of pound, that pound of ring, sweet potato pie, all that man. He'll prepare a table in the presence of enemies. Last but not least, how to let God fight your battles with the enemies, demonic, whether demonic or human, whether injustice, unfairness, or plots and schemes on God's system. You gotta thank Him in advance. That's how you win these battles. You know, I had to find a T who was going to praise him in advance. Marvin Sapp. I think it was Marvin Sapp, one of them. But thank him in advance. How to fight. How let God. Hey, God, in the midst of the battle. In the midst of them talking about laying me off. In the midst. Not talking about me. I'm talking about anyone. In the midst of you being laid off. In the midst of the talks. In the midst of the walks. In the midst of all of that. You got to thank him. Now. You got to make sure you didn't cause these battles. These are battles not caused by you. If you cause these battles, you got to repent. You have to repent. You have to repent. You got to turn away from it. You got to say, okay, you got to reach in. Number one, you got to ask for revelation. Holy Spirit revealed to me what it is that's, that's causing me to fight these unnecessary battles in my marriage, these unnecessary battles with my children, these unnecessary battles on the job, these unnecessary ones uncaused by, uh, only ca caused by me. Then he will give you revelation. That revelation would then humble you into a place of repentance because God was gracious to you to give you an opportunity. And then you will repent. And then you would then turn away. Your mind will be renewed. And you'll say, I'm not going to treat my husband like that anymore. I'm not going to treat my wife like that anymore. I'm not going to treat my children like that anymore because I'm causing unnecessary battles. You can't praise God in advance to help you out of something that you cause and you ain't even trying to change. You 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 cause and you ain't even trying to pause it. You're not even trying to resolve it. You see what I'm saying? Make sure they ain't my wife. Okay. How to fight your battles. Number one, H, hold your peace. O, no, on, no, and stand on the word of God. W, put on the whole armor of God. How to let God fight your battles. Number one, lower your pride and other lower frequency emotions. Number two, you got to examine the fight and take the embarrassment. And number three, last but not least, T, you got to thank him in advance. Also, make sure you go check out this worksheet. Go to this website right here if you're watching live right now. Man, thank y'all so much. I just saw the likes. We got 27 likes on Facebook. <laughs> so I don't know how much we got on Inst uh, uh, on YouTube, but if you watch and like right now, share all that good stuff. I'm going to post a link to the uh, to the worksheet right now. Go ahead and download that because in this worksheet, is three, it's three tabs. I don't know if y'all can see that because the light is bright. Y'all can't see that. But it's three lines. It's three sections. The first section is what battles are you facing right now and how long have you been battling that fight or this fight? I want you to write down what you're fighting in your marriage, what you're fighting in your life, what you're fighting privately. I want you to write that. In the middle column, I want you to write in. Is the, the question is, is the battle to the left God's battle or yours? I want you to utilize those points above. Hey, is this an enemy? Is this a person, etc.? And And write. And simply write either God's fight or my fight in the middle column. The third column, I want you to answer this question. What do you need to do to become updated for the individuals and items listed in the first column? Oh, that's. I didn't finish that. <laughs> That's from the last worksheet. But either way, what do you need to do right now to make sure that you're not in the way of that battle? I'll fix this before I'll re-upload the right one. 
And I, and I hope this video was a blessing to you. If you're watching this for the very first time, go ahead and subscribe, share, and 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 and, and all that good stuff. Also, check out some things that I got going on. I'm an author of many books. Um, you can check out my latest book, Facts Over Feelings. This book will help you process your feelings so that you don't find yourself in the middle of an unnecessary battle to find the facts behind them. Great book there. If you're looking for a journal to help you become more whole, to hold the important things of life well, this book, The Holding Journal, will be a great resource for you. Also, you can check out my website, IamUnplugged.com, to also get the card game. This card game is so powerful. My card games, the card games God allowed me to, to make are probably the best things I've ever created. These card games are so full of, uh, are so genius, man. The Holy Spirit gets glory for it. If you're struggling in your singleness and you want to understand what the purpose of your singleness is, check out this book, The Purpose of Singleness. Also, we have an online singles community as well. If you want to join a singles community and be coached by me, there's three different memberships. The general membership is $14.99 a month. You get access to uh, boot camps, exclusive lives, accountability, coaching, all that good stuff. The second one is $14.99, uh, uh, not $14.99, uh, $40.99, you get access to some uh, deeper content, and $140 is this wrong number there, you get access to one-on-one coaching from me in your signal. So if you want to be a part of a singles community, you can sign up now. It should be in the description box below. Let me find a link right here. I got it right here. Um, if you want to join that community, you can do so now. And you'll get all access to all the boot camp information, you get access to all the stuff that we've already done and more. You get Zoom sessions with me. You get time to ask, ask any kind of questions that you have about your singleness, all that good stuff. Also, check out if you're struggling and, you, and you're single or whatever, you want to learn how to date God, date yourself and become dateable. Or if you're in a dating relationship, you're like, hey, man, I want to make sure me and this man or me and this woman are on the same page, on the same paragraph, on the same sentence. And on the same word that we all uh, <clears throat> are on one accord. I also got a card game. A lot of questions in the card game. I think over 100 questions. And these cards right here is in the card deck as well. It, you can be able to use that card and say, okay, your answer means it's a go. We can go on. We can continue to get to know each other. Also, the yellow card is slow. We need to slow down. That, that ain't. We ain't really on the same page scripturally on that. We ain't on the same page, uh, 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 whatever, on that. Whoa means that's a red flag, man. I don't know. That's alarming to me. And no means we just need to go ahead and quit this right now. Also, if you're looking for a book to better uh, 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 discern what's in front of you, to discern, determine whether or not it's a counterfeit or counterpart, this book, Counterfeit or Counterpart, be a great resource for you. It'll show you how God confirms, how God uh, <clears throat> reveals things to us and how to know what is from God. If you're struggling with soul ties or strongholds and you want to understand the purpose of freedom, you want to be set free because when the sun sets free, it's free indeed and free in their deeds. This book would be a great resource to read. If you're struggling with the whole armor, of, uh, if you're struggling with spiritual warfare, this book, World War Me, would be a great resource for you. I should have plugged it in early on. This book goes into depth about each piece of the armor of God. If you have a young person that you that is lost and they need to know what their purpose is or have some wise proverbial sayings to help them better understand who they are, this book is a book that I wrote for a third graders and up, fourth graders and up called As He Says, As and for Students I Serve. Very powerful book there. We also have merch, all that stuff on my website, IamUnplugged.com. I pray y'all was blessed by this. I think I got a question. Uh, I want to make sure I don't leave hanging there. Um, I think she said... Uh, how to fight against witchcraft against you. You have to understand that no witch is greater um, than the Holy Spirit. 
right? That that when witchcraft is done against you, you got to know that that's an illusion. That's witchcraft causes you um, to to succumb in in low frequency of emotion. They can then control. If I can get you into a fear and nervousness, then I have more power against you energy wise, and to get you to then believe and then to speak and then be able to come in agreement with what they have um, sent egregiously on you, right? So you fight against witchcraft through the word of God. Um, Get that book, World War Me. I talk a little bit about that. Get also my book. I, I'll show you the books now. Get this book here, World War Me, and also get this book, The Purpose of Freedom. And these two books has prayers in them to help you um, navigate those type of witchcrafts and those things sitting against you. Um, uh, Calcia, please forgive me if I said it wrong. I definitely recommend Coach Session as it was a game changer for me. Thank you so much for, for that plug there. Listen, listen. My goal is to serve you all. My, my goal is to uh, outvalue the value you give towards me in coaching, right? And so if you need support, if you need help, all that good stuff, let me know on my website, IamUnplugged.com. Also, if you want to give and you feel led to sow and you feel led to give and, and, and the spirit of God saying to sow into this, what I'm doing here, this YouTube channel, this, this ministry I'm doing at Unplugged, uh, feel free to go to my website, IamUnplugged.com. I love you all. I got to go. Time to get buckets. I don't I don't I don't exercise myself spiritually, give y'all the word of God. Now I gotta exercise myself physically. I love y'all, y'all be blessed. I appreciate y'all's support and love and your generosity in advance. I'll see y'all next time. Peace.